Hey, ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in the house. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored, bringing you episode 483, where we'll talk a little bit about, uh, we will talk about junk food and how it can affect your brain and other organs. Junk being, junk food being that ultra processed food. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to uh, welcome you with an attitude of gratitude uh, because grateful people have more energy and who could not need more energy. How often do I hear I, I'm running out of energy? You know, grateful people are less bothered by the hassles of life. And they're generally healthier with a positive mood, less materialistic, and they're satisfied with life. And there are all kinds of tips to be more grateful. But we have to know <clears throat> that part of it is the people we hang around with. So, when we talk about diet, which we will today, it's not only what you eat, it's what you watch, what you listen to, what you read, the people you hang around, be mindful of the things you put into your body emotionally, spiritually, and physically, and that includes electromagnetic fields. <clears throat> so a big hello to uh, Tanya, Becky, Maria, Hosea, Lucas, and the uh, and Lana and the group of people that uh, listen to this program. Thank you so much. Well, the melatonin programs were quite well listened to, and I thank you for that. So I'm going to start today just by uh, reading something from the University of Maryland Medical Center that lists use for melatonin. And, of course, we covered it about insomnia, okay? But I don't... There's a new one on this list, osteoporosis. Melatonin has been shown to stimulate the cells called osteoblasts that promote bone growth. Since melatonin levels may be lower in some older individuals, these studies there are investigating whether decreased melatonin levels contributed to that development and whether treatment with melatonin can prevent this condition. So, you know, you're getting a little side benefit by having stronger bones by using melatonin. And another one, rheumatoid arthritis. Mel they found melatonin levels lower in patients with rheumatoid arthritis than healthy individuals without it. However, when arthritis patients were treated with anti-inflammatory medications, melatonin levels returned to normal. Interesting. Why? The chemical structure of melatonin resembles endomethacin, a common drug called indocin. So researchers suspect that melatonin supplements may work similarly to this medication for people with rheumatoid arthritis. So melatonin levels are typically lower in patients with rheumatoid, and they become more normal when they're treated with these anti-inflammatory medications, especially indocin. So maybe we could bypass Edison and just use the melatonin. So I just want to bring that to your attention. And there's also a note here about prostate and breast cancer study showing that uh, melatonin levels are low in this group of individuals. Now for you ladies and gentlemen out there that get your nails done. Researchers at Georgia Regents University studied UV lamps used in nail salons. 
but common it was that he ought to come with a coupon for a free chemo drip. They say the lamps that are being used to harden and dry nails produce so much radiation they could damage your DNA after as few as seven visits. Well, keep that in mind. You know, if you use it once or twice a year, but, you know, if you're using it uh, once or twice a month, it might be doing you some harm. So if you've been making weekly trips to the nail salon, you might want to think about uh, what you're doing damage-wise. So, you know, they say beauty may have to hurt, but it does not have to kill, ladies and gentlemen. And you do not want to battle any type of cancer. And also on the list, again, doctors are making all kinds of lists as being the... the uh, number one cause of death, and we've covered that. So I'm not going to get into it, but we really have to be the CEOs of our own body and take care of ourselves and listen to programs like this and read uh, everything you can to be informed, uh, especially this. Um, a lot of uh, patients, a lot of people with hypertension are taking drugs called calcium channel blockers. But these results come out of Canada, not from our FDA here in the United States. If you mix calcium channel blockers with an antibiotic called clarithromycin, you could have acute kidney failure, dangerously low blood pressure, and even death. And that's not the only antibiotic. Other studies have shown the same risks with calcium channel blockers with erythromycin and teleothromycin. So just be aware, if you're on a calcium channel blocker, find out from your primary care provider that you, if you happen to need these antibiotics, absolutely need them, uh, your, your primary care provider may want to decrease your dose of calcium channel blocker. But if uh, my opinion was you want to try to avoid the clarithromycin, erythromycin a combination of antibiotics. Okay, so that's my take on that. So what what why am I what am I going to talk about ultra processed foods? You know I've been talking for years now that you must have a superior interior. That means we have to keep our gut microbiome healthy because that's where our immunity is. And this gut microbiome, they communicate with each other. They communicate with each other's DNA and wireless Wi-Fi radiation, cell phone radiation interferes with that. Chronic disease has to do with inflammation and a disorganized gut will be inflammatory and can lead to a softening of the blood-brain barrier, allowing toxins to get into your brain. Well, a recent study showed that ultra-processed foods 
in our diet jumped from 53% of all calories all the way up to 57%, while fresh food calories plunged 327 to 27.4%. The author made a comment that if you're prone to migraines and you switch to an all-fresh diet, watch those headaches take a nosedive. Well, of course, because there's a lot of toxins. They A lot of these ultra-processed foods contain MSG, nitrites, and aspartame. And as we talked about, they're trigger foods, and we'll talk a little bit more about the vegetable oils that they contain. But just think about it. Okay, so let's start with an article that I that really caught my attention. Uh, and that is uh, the link between highly processed foods and brain health. So around 60% of our calories, as we said, 57 point some uh, of the American diet come from highly processed foods. They're the packaged products. There are breakfast cereals, our snack bars, our frozen meals, virtually all packaged sweets, and among many other things. And uh, the health outcome of eating such a diet is horrendous, with increased risk of diabetes, obesity, and even cancer. And another downside, it may have a significant impact on our minds. Okay, so remember, we've always talked about when you go into a food store, all the fresh foods are around the perimeter. When you start going up and down the aisles, you come into these ultra-processed foods. So it also, researchers are finding, there's a higher chance for depression and anxiety. And some studies point to an increased risk of cognitive decline. You won't be as sharp. So there's a, a Brazilian researchers in 2009 uh, tested foods from being all unprocessed or minimally processed uh, and ultra processed. The ultra-processed foods including ingredients that are really used in homemade recipes. Of course not. They included ingredients such as high fructose corn syrup, a major cause of obesity and liver disease, hydronated oils. We, they're the polyunsaturated oils that are inflammatory and lots of isolates of protein and additives artificial colors, artificial flavors, artificial sweeteners, preservatives. But the ultra-processed foods made up the majority of packaged foods you find in the frozen food aisles at grocery stores and on the menu at fresh, fresh food, that was easy, fast food restaurants. An interesting number is 70% of packaged foods sold in the U.S. are considered ultra-processed. And that can lead to healthier foods being aged out of people's diets. 
And all these ultra processed foods are formulated so they're satisfying, they taste good. But in order to get them to taste better, they have to make them with less and less real food. They make them less and less like real food. So researchers demonstrated a link between these UF uh, ultra processed food, UPFs, and low mood. In 2022, 10,000 adults were studied. The more the processed food participants ate, the more likely they were to likely there were to report mild depression and feelings of anxiety, significant in calculations. Now, this is an observation, not a causation, but it's something to be, to be aware of. And just like in a computer, junk in, junk out. That's what we get. We put junk food in our bodies. We get disease and anxiety and depression. And also, there's been a connection between eating these ultra-processed foods and a cognitive decline, not as sharp mentally. And the, it, this study is from 2022, and they studied 11,000 Brazilians to come to that conclusion. And they said, quote, while we have a natural decline in these abilities with age, we saw that this decline accelerated by 28% in people who consume more than 20% of their calories from these ultra-processed foods. Is it possible that if we eat healthier, we could offset this? Well, I think so. If we eat more of a Mediterranean diet, I think we could greatly reduce our risk of dementia based on these and other studies. So why would these foods have this effect? We know if you eat a, a, a nutrient-rich diet, you don't have uh, as much depression, anxiety, or dementia. But you know what they focused on to get an answer? They focused on gut health. And the research focused on how poor gut health might affect our brains. Diets that are high in ultra-processed foods are typically low in fiber. And fiber helps feed the good bacteria in our gut. So we need fiber to nourish these bacteria so we can have a superior interior in our gut. And fiber is also necessary for something we talked about with um, Dr. Pelton uh, well, about eight, nine months ago. Is it necessary for the production of short-chain fatty acids? And they play a really important role in our brain function and in our microbiome. And they know that people with depression and other mental disorders have a less diverse composition of bacteria, bacteria and fewer short-chain fatty acids. The chemical additives, they, they damage our gut flora. Fructose, artificial sweeteners, aspartame, saccharin, emulsifiers, same. Poor gut microbiota diversity. In other words, it, 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 we should have a great mixture of different bacteria in our gut. But with putting all this ultra-processed foods, additives, and chemicals, it decreases that diversity. 
And what does it, what, what might it contribute to? Chronic inflammation. And we're not going into it today, but we know that inflammation leads to inflammaging. You age faster. So we have to consider that this link about this link and, and see about more more studies coming down the road. But why wait for the studies? We don't have to eat junk food. So it really leads to sort of a vicious cycle, doesn't it? You eat ultra-processed foods, you become depressed and anxious. And when you're depressed and anxious, you want to eat, and then you go to eat more unhealthy foods. Sort of a vicious cycle. So do you need more? You know, I just want to stimulate you to, to eat better and to have, a, 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 have good gut health. Because good gut, gut health is tied to a healthy brain and a strong immune system. And these synthetic additives have detrimental impacts on your gut. And again, the basis of chronic diseases is inflammation in the majority of cases. And when your gut is impacted, you get an array of chronic inflammatory diseases. So if you buy some food and it has a long shelf life, you know that there are synthetic additives and emulsifiers added to those foods and they would be in the category of highly processed. So, I mean, there's, there, I don't want to bore you with studies, but that's, that's basically what I want to tell you is that eating highly processed foods can affect your immune system and your brain could lead to cognitive decline. and contribute to chronic inflammation. And inflammation is anything that ends in an itis, myocarditis, pericarditis, arthritis, synovitis, tendonitis. And then the other diseases, the, the irritable bowel syndrome, and the metabolic syndrome are increased with ultra-processed foods. So there are consequences to a poor diet. And again, it goes back to our gut. So let's, let's, let's try and clean up our act a little bit. Uh, as far as that is concerned. And because the bacteria in our gut are just so critical, especially starving and staving off brain diseases. These friendly bacteria, really important for us. And I don't get paid, uh, I have no advertisers, but Megaspore is the one that we like to use because it, 
it uh, survives the stomach environment of acids and enzymes and gets down to the intestines where it could be used. So it's not not a bad idea to supplement because none of us are perfect. We don't eat a perfect diet every day. And it's no secret that uh, probiotics are great for your overall, overall health and well-being. But we know, suppose there is a connection to your brain. This gut-brain axis, ladies and gentlemen, is real. So if we can control and have a good gut bacteria, keep it diversified, we can control inflammation, as I say, which is a root cause of almost all chronic diseases and one of the precursors to Alzheimer's and dementia. Now, is it is it definitely proven? No. But are you willing to, willing to take the chance and wait? So besides cleaning up your diet, is there anything wrong with taking a good quality probiotic? There are some studies I can tell you, again, it's observational studies, but that they can boost your concentration and overall decision-making. Not bad, right? All right, I want to talk a little bit about coffee, and I want to talk about this other article uh, by Brian Vasily. Uh, no, that's, he didn't write that article. It was an article about, uh, this was written by Catabella Roberts, high levels of toxic metals found in widely consumed drinks. Look, basically, this study uh found that uh, fruit juice, artificial sodas, what the heck is an artificial soda? I guess it's the uh, artificial sweeteners put in the soda, contained levels of toxic metals that included arsenic, cadmium, and lead that exceeded federal drinking water standards. This was done at Tulane University in Louisiana. They measured 25 different toxic metals and trace elements in 60 soft beverages, including single fruit juices, mixed fruit juices, plant-based milk, artificial soda, and tea. This was all done in New Orleans. Two of the mixed juice, juices had levels of arsenic above 10 micrograms per liter, which is standard. So they, in their wisdom, they allow us all to have some arsenic in our bodies. But... Also, cranberry juice, carrot juice, fruit juice, oatmeal had exceeding levels of, of cadmium. Look, if uh, part of our daily routine should be detoxification, you know, you know, I like ultra-processed uh, zeolite and zymescence, a strong systemic enzyme. We should be detoxing every day and and drinking good clean water. So as an adult, we probably can handle some of this. But how about children? I think we got to be careful with our children. Maybe not giving uh, these type of drinks to uh, infants and, and children. Mixed fruit juices and plant-based milk and any kind of high volume. 
because arsenic, lead, and cadmium are heavy metals and they are known to be carcinogenic. And they can cause harm in children. You know, they, they say cognitive harm. Well, we're seeing a lot of ADHD. Yeah, and that also comes from the fluoride and maybe uh, from the uh, injections that contain thiomersol, mercury, thimerosol, which is mercury. So what we ingest does have consequences. Junk in, junk out. And that wouldn't be so bad, except, uh, you know, we can affect children's lives forever. Maybe they uh, will get cancer earlier. So let's, let's, let's try and keep that in mind uh, for today's show. And on a good note, uh, do how many of us like to have a couple of job in the morning, a, a pick-me-upper? Well, it is a great way to uh, boost your overall health also. You know, a cup of joe not only tastes good, but it uh, has uh, health benefits. Yes, it does. Lowers diabetes. It can burn unwanted fat. And guess what? What if we've been talking about the real danger of these ultra-processed foods in our brain? It may even protect against Alzheimer's and dementia. But filtered coffee is, is what this study was, was done with. Fil- drinking filtered coffee is not only the healthiest version of coffee, but according to this study, the safest. This was European Society of Cardiology of all people. They examined the links between coffee brewing methods and heart attack and death. And they found that filtered brew is the safest. Unfiltered coffee contained 30 times the concentration of substances that raise your fats, while unfiltered, which means what? Unfiltered coffee can raise your cholesterol. Not that cholesterol is the is the is the boogeyman. It's really inflammation that makes the cholesterol up. But we don't want anything that can cause inflammation. And they're recommending paper filters, not the reusable kind. Kind. So that's just one opinion brought to you by Dr. Alan Spreen. But guess what? There's another one out about coffee. (coughs) Excuse me. That starts out about talking about, you know, is coffee bad for your health? Well, is it bad for your heart? Well, the the Heart Association says no. And and there are tons of, of evidence that it does not affect your heart. Now, caffeine can increase your blood pressure, but an extremely small amount, three to four millimeters, not, not 10, 20, or 30 millimeters. And it goes away if, you're, if, you're, if you drink coffee every day, you're, you do it on a regular basis. That effect does not even happen. But there has been no studies linking caffeine to heart problems. And people say, well, coffee is just uh, caffeinated water. Well, it it does, uh, you won't get your multivitamin in a cup of coffee, but it has uh, 
riboflavin, which is vitamin B2. It has panathenic acid, which is vitamin B5. It has a little bit of potassium, a little bit of manganese, some magnesium, and B3, which is niacin. And it has antioxidants in it. So that's not so bad, right? Get a little antioxidants and a little bit of vitamins in the morning. There's a misconception that coffee can contribute to cancer, but that's not based in any facts, so we're going to skip over that. In fact, to be honest with you, coffee drinkers tend to have lower risk of both liver and colorectal cancer. And as I said, coffee can raise your cholesterol. Uh, so it's not completely a myth. Coffee doesn't contain cholesterol, but it contains compounds that can stimulate it. And as I said, just filter your, your coffee and that, that effect is, is, is not going to bother you anymore. So if you don't have a cholesterol problem, don't filter your coffee because it has two anti-cancer chemicals called cathistol and coaweol, which have been shown to have anti-cancer effects. And, you know, you can't say generally, well, it's unhealthy or bad. It, that's too much of a blanket statement. But we do know a surprising benefit of coffee is that it is associated with a, a reduced risk of dying from any cause. And this is a large study, over 100,000 people. They concluded that regularly drinking coffee was associated with a modest, reduced risk of all-cause mortality. 20% for men and 26% for women. They think it's that those antioxidants that are in coffee. Now, another positive effect, it may prevent type 2 diabetes. Observational studies. Drinking three to six cups of coffee a day seems, that's the operative word now, not proven, seems to have the greatest effect. And as we talked about, it may protect your brain. And that would... We've got enough things attacking our brain from Wi-Fi, radiation, and so forth. 5G is, and we don't even know the full effect of that yet. But coffee may protect cognitive function. And uh, we're learning that coffee drinking may lower risk of some of our neurodegenerative diseases. It seems to be the caffeine is the important thing. So, uh, not so bad. And it may, as I said... If there's less liver and colorectal cancer, so you know we 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 also say that it may support liver health. So we do know that also a positive effect of coffee is boosting your energy and your ability to focus. So energy and concentration. Because drinking a cup of coffee, we all know this, it can make you feel less tired and more alert and be better able to accomplish what we want to do that day. And we do get a short-term boost in our brain and, and our mood, right? Now, it's not a weight loss aid, but it does boost your metabolism some. That's the caffeine, from the caffeine. Because studies show that regular doses of 100 milligrams of caffeine, that's about one to two cups of coffee, can boost, boost metabolic rate by 8 to 
and fat burning up to between 10 and 29%. And there are downsides, right? I mean, some people are sensitive to it. They're going to get anxious, jittery, and nervous. Well, if you listen to your body, you're the CEO of your body. Listen to it. Most of the, most of the time that will be due to overconsumption, but if it's not, listen to your body and coffee's not for you. If it's, if it's contributing to your insomnia, well, make sure you don't have any coffee after three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Now, is it addictive? Well, caffeine is not addictive in, in the same way as drugs can cause addiction, but you might develop some dependence on it to get that boost in the morning. You know, just again, be the CEO of your own body and uh, know that it's not a true addiction and that any withdrawal symptoms are not harmful. How about heartburn, stomach ease? Now, it may be worse again, but if it is, don't drink it. Now, there's a, well, there is one definite bad effect of coffee. It's the most toxic crop that they, they pick. Coffee trees are often sprayed with pesticides and other chemicals. They end up in the beans. And when you drink a cup of coffee, there they are. They're the mycotoxins from mold. They frequently contaminate coffee. The bad part about it is they can cause inflammation. And, you know, we do not like inflammation, do we? And I don't know what to do about that except to buy, try and look for organic coffee beans. So enjoy it in moderation. It can keep you healthy. Treat your body uh, by drinking quality organic coffee when possible. That way you can avoid the toxins and chemicals that can harm you. So um, we got to clean up our diet. Don't eat those ultra processed foods. We can drink coffee. Take supplements that might help us to heal faster and recover better. So we're going to be lowering our intake of things like sugar, processed meats, chemically sprayed crops, refined grain products, alcohol, packaged snacks, right? The, the ultra processed foods. We're going to try, we want to try and include uh, leafy green veggies sweet potatoes and avocados, healthy fats, especially extra virgin olive oil and coconut oil, cage-free eggs, grass-fed meat, wild-caught fish, and probiotics and probiotic food so that we can achieve a reducing of inflammation body-wide. Okay. And we're going to do that also when we sleep well. And I would like 
to introduce you all to a book called The Ultimate Guide to Methylene Blue. The Ultimate Guide to Methylene Blue, written by Mark Sloan. Uh, as those of you who had listened to this program about three years ago, Mr. Safer introduced us to Methylene Blue. A lot of us are taking it every day, and it is a a energy booster because it, it really helps our mitochondria, okay? And it helps to detoxify our gut. Well, it has a lot of benefits that Mark Sloan goes into in this book. And I'd like, um, if you get a chance, read about it. And uh, we'll do a program uh, on Methylene Blue. And this all goes together. Okay, food, your diet, or supplements. And I guess, you know, some of, some of us, I do notice that when I go out to dinner, are still brainwashed and believing that saturated fats are unhealthy. This couldn't be further from the truth. Because polyunsaturated fats, those vegetable oils, are one of the most potent metabolic poisons that we know about. So if you want to age faster, use, use uh, vegetable oils. Mark Sloan says that before the year 1900, what we now call vegetable oil, that's nut and seed oil, were used literally as paint varnish. Nut and seed oils are a superb paint varnish because when they react with oxygen, they harden so thoroughly. It's no longer a mystery what's causing the plaque-filled hardened arteries, is it? We're getting from polyunsaturated fats, and oil, polyunsaturated oils, we're getting heart disease. We're getting our arteries varnished. We're eating pain varnish. And before we started eating pain varnish, cancer, uh, diabetes, heart disease, obesity, were kind of rare. So uh, be conscious of that. Get rid of the polyunsaturated fatty acids and get rid of that varnish. Just like polyunsaturated fatty acids are like varnish, you know, the fish oils are antifreeze for deep water fish, and they are rancid by the time they put them in the capsules. Okay, I don't want to go on a on a on a uh, a, a rant about how we should be avoiding of all the fake stuff, but. Just know that for today and know that the high energy plant foods or fruit, right? Lots of things they are good for energy to keep the minerals, keep us alkaline. Don't give up on potatoes. They are a high energy food and they don't have a lot of toxins. Why? Because they're growing underground. Same thing with squash. Good energy food, ladies and gentlemen. And by the way, that reminds me, if you want a copy of my book, uh, Energy Healing, just send me a note to docronradio at gmail.com, docronradio at gmail.com. I'll send you the PDF version. Okay. Thank you for listening. Have a great day, and we'll see you next week. Hey, everybody. Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom 
for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house.